Hey family, how are you? I pray all is well in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, and you. That's right. He is your God and what a mighty God we serve. So family, how are you feeling today? <laughs> family, this word has been on my heart all week and the Lord has been dealing with me in the areas of my feelings. And I just had to get on and share this with you because we really need to interview our feelings. We really need to vet them and we need to qualify them to have the position. Are our feelings qualified to make a decision in the moment? Are our feelings qualified to dictate how our mood and how our attitude is going to go throughout today? Are our feelings qualified to stop us from doing what it is that God has called us to do? Our feelings 99% of the time are lying to us and we are caught up in an emotion. We're caught up in a whirlwind and we have to be honest. We have to be transparent with ourselves and with God that we could be free from emotionalism, that we could be free from this snare and a trap of the enemy because he's getting many of us in our feelings. And because we are in our feelings, we are running. We are running away from God. We're running away from his plan. We're running away from purpose. We're running away from family and relationships and, and and God want us to stop running. God want us to be still and watch the salvation of the Lord. God want us to be able to stand firm even in the midst of the storm. So let me just get into the word of God. God has been taking me to first Kings 19 for a while now. He keeps bringing it up every day. I'm getting up and I'm feeling feelings. I'm speak. I'm hearing feelings in my spirit. And the Lord keeps taking me to Elijah and how Elijah was really dealing with a lot of his feelings. And we have to get out of our feelings, including myself, because God has been definitely dealing with me um, because our feelings will tell us to either do what God has called us to do or our feelings to tell us to give up and depending on what's stronger hallelujah depending on what you're feeding the most is what you're going to listen to so let me get into the word of God. We're going to read all of first Kings 19, because I believe that it is really relevant and necessary for us to get the whole picture. So we're going to start at verse one of first Kings 19 and the Bible reads King Ahab told his wife Jezebel everything that Elijah had done and how he had put all the prophets of Baal to death. She sent a message to Elijah. May the God strike me dead if by this time tomorrow I don't do the same thing to you that you did to the prophets. Elijah was afraid and fled for his life. He took his servant and went to Bathsheba and Judah. Leaving the servant there, Elijah walked a whole day into the wilderness. He stopped and sat down in the shade of a tree and wished that he would die. It is too much, Lord, he prayed. Take away my life. I might as well be dead. Before I go further, I want to just stop right there. Elijah was afraid. Our feelings are doing one or two things. They're making us fearful. They're making us worry. They're making us anxious. Elijah was afraid by the message, by a word, by a word. It is so important. They say sticks and stones may break our bones, but words will never hurt us. And that is a lie. He had a word. Hallelujah. Jezebel sent a message, sent a word. And this word was spoken. And this word gave 
gave Elijah fear. The spirit of fear came upon Elijah based on the word. So we got to be careful, family, that what we speak into the lives of our family, what we speak into the lives of our friends, what we speak into our brothers and sisters, because all it takes is a word from God to encourage us and exalt us and strengthen us. And all it takes is a word that would, you know, cause fear to grip us, that would cause us to worry and be full of anxiety. Elijah heard a word and this word caused him to be fearful for his life and the bible said that he ran and because he was in his feelings the bible then said he walked a whole day a whole day on his own into the wilderness god didn't call him to the wilderness he wasn't led by the holy spirit his feelings led him into the wilderness then the bible says he stood and sat under a tree that he wished he would die he had enough i i I, I just can't really, really escape this because there were numerous occasions and I really believe I even talked about this on previous podcasts. So I know there's something that the Lord wants to deal with me and he wants to deal with the rest of his children to really stop letting fear hinder us, to really stop letting fear stop us from doing what he called us. This man ran into the wilderness. No one called him. God didn't call him. The Holy Spirit didn't lead him, but fear Fear led him into the wilderness. That word, that word of death, that message of you're, you're out of here. He was fearful. This is a great man of God who God has done multiple things, mighty things by using him as a vessel. But yet and still, in spite of all God has done, he heard this one word and that one word made him run for his life. Then he just wanted to die. He wanted to give up. How many of us are giving up? How many, of my, how many of us may have heard that word from the doctor's report? We heard that word from that spouse that want to leave, that want to go. We heard that word from our children acting up and maybe they're disrespecting us. We heard that word where it says, hey, we're laying you off or hey, we're downsizing or hey, you're fired. We, we heard a word. Hallelujah. We heard a word. A message was somehow sent and fear gripped us. And now we're running for our life. Now we're fearful. We're all emotional. We're all over the place, all because we heard a word. Now, I don't know what your word is. I don't know if the word came from a loved one who is now leaving you, or maybe the word came as, as the death of a loved one, that, that word of death that they, you lost someone you love. It, it, it gripped you. It caused fear to come upon you. Are you losing your job? Fear has caught you. Fear has clung his hands and dug its claws into your skin. Or maybe that doctor's report have caused fear to dig its claws into your skin. And now you're fearful. And now you're running in your head all over the place trying to figure out this is too much. This is too much. That is your plea. That is your cry. Lord, this is too much. I can't take it anymore. Lord, I'm tired. Lord, I'm tired. I, I know because I've been saying, Lord, I'm tired. If you've been saying to the Lord, I'm tired, this message is for you. If you've been crying, Lord, enough is enough. This message is for you. If you would just wish that you could just give up and just, just wash your hands of everything, this message is for you because the spirit of fear is trying to grip you. The spirit of fear is trying to take you out. You heard a word and that word was to steal, kill, and destroy. 
but God is coming that he may give you life and life more abundantly. God is coming with this word that you have to interview those feelings. You have to put those feelings on a stand and, you know, really question them and ask them, do you qualify for me to run away? Do you qualify? Is this feeling a qualified feeling enough for me to run, enough for me to give up, enough for me to wash my hand, enough for me to walk out off my marriage, enough for me to give up on my children, enough for me to give up on ministry. Is this feeling enough? Because if it's not, which it is not, that we got to begin to stand firm on the word of God. Our feelings are causing us to give up and God is tired of his children. God is a God that finished things. When Jesus hung on a cross and he lifted his head to the father, he said, it is finished. God doesn't do anything halfway. He's a finisher. He completes. And that's why the Bible says that he that has begun a good work in us is able to perform it, is able to finish what he started in us. So as children of God, We cannot give up as children of God. We have to take on the nature and the character of God by finishing the task, by finishing what God has called us to do. We cannot give up because our feelings, we cannot run and let go because feelings are taking the forefront. Feelings are taking you all over the place, making you run into the wilderness, making you run away from everything and everyone. God has been really dealing with me with my feelings and how I'm easily giving up on certain things and really letting go. And it it seems okay. And it seems it's the right thing to do. But the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. It seems right. It feels right in the moment, but is it right with God? Is what you doing right with God? It feels good to you. It's comfort for you because you don't have to deal with X, Y, and Z. But is it what God called you to? Is it what God told you to give up? Is it what God told you to let go? Because we're letting go and we're giving up. But was it God who called you to that thing? The Bible says Elijah went a whole day into the wilderness on his own. God didn't call him to it. The Holy Spirit didn't lead him. His feelings did. And you know, when you're tired and you're overwhelmed, you just, it's just like a spirit of giving up, just come upon you and you just want to give up. I don't care anymore. I don't care what happens. I just don't care. And here's Elijah. I don't care anymore. I just want to die. This is too much. I should just, just, just let me die. I I should be dead. This is really, really hitting home. And I'm really passionate about it because God is really driving this into my spirit. And I've seen how the enemy has put fear into my own life to cause me to run from the things of God and cause me to run from situations where I was supposed to stand, where I was supposed to be firm and watch the salvation of the Lord. But it was more comfortable for me to give up. It was more comfortable for me to say, you know what? God will send another servant. God will handle it the way he wants to handle it. But what God wanted to do was use you what God wanted to do was use me and he wanted me to stand firm and stand strong and watch him be El Gabor watch him be the mighty warrior because the battle is not ours it is his and I love this particular story because it really breaks down what Elijah went through and the levels we go through when we're in our emotions the next verse in verse five says that He laid down under the tree and fell asleep. 
Suddenly an angel touched him and said, wake up and eat. He looked around and saw a loaf of bread and a jar of water near him. And he ate and he drank and he laid back down. This, <laughs> this hit home when you are in your feelings. I don't know about you, but I can be honest and say, I just want to lay down and I just want to go to sleep. Just, just let me get home. Just let me close the door. Let me turn off the lights. I just want to be alone. I just want to lay down. Somehow in my mind, I feel like if I could just go to sleep, everything will be okay. That, that this is a dream. This isn't real. Just let me go. to. It's something about being in your feelings that you just want to lay down, that you just want to go to sleep. And then there's some of us who have emotional eating habits because then the Bible says the angel came and said, the angel said, eat, wake up and eat. And the Bible says that Elijah ate and then he went back to sleep. And then in verse seven, the Bible says that the Lord's angel returned to Elijah again, woke him up a second time saying, get up and eat for the trip will be too much for you. And then the Bible said that Elijah got up again. He ate and he was strengthened so that he can get so that he can go 40 days to Sinai, the holy mountain where he went into a cave and spent the night. Like this particular scripture really breaks down what happens when we're in our feelings. What happens when we're on the run? We're running. We want to give up. We have no energy. We're depleted. We're exhausted. We just want to sleep. We just want to eat. Like just if you look at the steps of what Elijah went through, this is how you can know that you're in a season that you really need to get out of your feelings, that your feelings are the one that is in the driver's seat, that you want to give up. You're on the run. You just want to sleep. You have no drive. You have no energy. You just want to give up. You just want to lay down. You don't want to do anything. This is how you can know that you need to check your feelings. This is how you know you need to put your feelings on the stand and qualify. No, you are not qualified for this. This is not what God called me to do. God didn't call me to be still. God didn't call me to procrastinate. God didn't call me to just lay down all day and all night and just eat and sleep and eat and sleep. But because I am in my feelings, but because I haven't checked and cast down every negative imagination that has exalted itself higher than a word of God. I am in my feelings. I am on the run. I am hiding. I am isolating myself. I am sleeping. I am eating. And I just want to be alone. I just want to go. I just want to give up. When I say this blessed me, it blessed me, family, because this is what the enemy is doing. He is breaking us down all because of a word. Hallelujah. All because of a word, a message was sent. And now this word has taken Elijah through these, this, this emotional roller coaster. Fear has gripped him and now he's on the run. How many of you are on the run right now? How many of you have allowed that negative message, that message that was sent from the enemy to buffet you, that message that was sent to cause you to be afraid, to cause you to be anxious, to cause you to be in a state of worrying? How many of us can be honest and say, this is me, that I am just like Elijah and I am on the run. And I have, had le I have let my feelings be in charge. 
And I am not going in a direction which God has called me. I'm not going in a direction which the Holy Spirit is leading me. I am going in the direction of my emotions. How many of us can be honest and say that we're not doing quite what we should be doing right now? That we're allowing the feelings and the thoughts and the, the negativity determine what we do and how we do it and what we say and when we say it. We got to be honest with ourselves, family, because he keeps bringing this to me. I had to go before the Lord. I'm doing self-inventory in my own life. I'm looking at the areas where I let fear and where I let my feelings take the wheel. And I went before the Lord and I said, Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I repent in the name of Jesus. Because we're all having these cave-like moments. We're all having these I'm on the run moment based on a word, based on a negative report that allowed the spirit of fear to dig its claws into us. Then the Bible reads at verse 9, There he went into the cave and spent the night. Suddenly the Lord spoke to him, Elijah, what are you doing here family <laughs> every time i read this verse is like my whole body shake what are you doing here this is not this is a state of mind this is not about location. This is about where you are spiritually, where you are mentally, where you are emotionally, where you are. What are you doing here? You are the servant of the most high God. I am with you. I am for you. I go before you. I got angels on assignment. The blood covers you. What are you doing here? Why are you in a state of depletion? Why are you in a state of worry? Why you're in a place where you want to give up and give up and give up? Why are you here? Where you want to let go of the things that I've called into your life. What are you doing here? What are you doing here? Says the Lord. What are you doing here, family? How did you get to this state of mind? How, how did you get to this place where your emotions is taking control? How did you get here? Why are, what are you doing here? And I'm here because I let my emotions, hallelujah, I let my emotions take the will. And we got to be honest and say where we are in our walk with God or lack thereof, we must be honest and say, I am here because I let emotions take the will. I'm here because I let that word that came to steal, kill, and destroy take precedent over your word, over your promises over your love. I'm here because I was afraid. And when we be honest with God and tell him why we're here mentally, why we're here emotionally, why we're here spiritually, why we're here financially, why we're here relationally. Each and every one of us have a different area of our life that we're struggling with and where we have let fear grip us and where we have let fear cause us to run and let go and give up. And the question that God has for you today, family, is what are you doing here? 
Can you identify the moment your feelings took the forefront? Can you identify the very day your feelings took president and says today is the day we give up today is the day we let go today is the day that we go in the opposite direction of what god is calling us can you identify the day that your feelings took control because it's when you acknowledge your feelings and when you acknowledge the fear when you acknowledge that doubt you can be honest with god and say i am here lord and i shouldn't be here and i know i shouldn't be here But we got to be honest with God because that's the first thing God said to Elijah. Not how you doing? How was your journey? How was your trip? What are you doing here? You want, you're not supposed to be here, Elijah. You're off post. You're off post. You're supposed to be shaking down the enemy's camp. You're supposed to be showing them the glory of God. You're supposed to be preaching in season and out of season. You're not supposed to be here. You're not supposed to be in this cave. You're not supposed to be giving up. You're not supposed to be quitting on your marriage. You're not supposed to be letting go of your children. You're not supposed to be quitting your job. You're not supposed to be believing what the doctor says. What are you doing here? And the Bible says Elijah answered him and he said, Lord God Almighty, I have always served you and you alone. But the people of Israel have broken their covenants with you, tore down your altars and killed all of your prophets. And I, I am the only one left and they are trying to kill me too. We, 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 we get that victim mentality when things don't seem to go our way. And it's just me, 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 I, 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 and I'm doing this and I'm a good person and I give and I love and I, 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 and this is in fear. And God is like, What are you doing here? I've given you a job. I've given you an assignment and you got to move past your feelings to continue on with the assignment. You got to move past your feelings to continue on in purpose. You got to move past your feelings and declare and decree the word of the Lord over your life, over your family, over your marriage, over your children, over your business, over your finances, over your health. You have to stay in position. You are out of alignment. You are out of alignment. What are you doing here? You are not you're not in alignment. And this is why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. This is why you want to give up. This is why you want to let go. This is why you want to die because you are out of alignment. And when you are out of alignment, you are off. You're not centered. You're not yourself when you're not in agreement with God. You're not yourself when you're not in agreement with the word. You're not yourself when you're not in agreement with the Holy Spirit of God. What are you doing here? Says the Lord. What are you doing here? I got an assignment for you. And your assignment is greater than your feelings. Your assignment is greater than the word, that negative word you heard, that doctor's report, that, that, that loved one. He, they said this, they said that it's, it's greater. Your assignment is greater. Can you get past what you feel? Can you get past of the pressure? Can you get past the disappointment? Can you get past? 
Can you get past the present to get to the promise? Hallelujah. Speak, Lord. Speak, Lord. Can you get past the present to get to your promised land? Your present is saying something. Your present is giving you a word. But is that the promise of God, says the Lord? I know what your present is saying to you. I know what it's saying to you. I know what's going on. I know what's going on in your head. I know what's going on in your heart. But is it what I promised you? For my promises are yea and amen. And though they tarry, if you wait for them that wait upon the Lord shall be renewed in their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall walk and not get weary. They shall run and not faint. Can you get past your present to get to the promised land? Because I got some things for you, but you got to get out of your feelings. I got some blessings for you, but you got to get out of your feelings. I got this business for you, but you got to get out of your feelings. I got this ministry for you, but you got to get out of your feelings. I got this spouse for you, but you got to get out of your feelings. Can we get past the present to get to the promise? The present should not have a say so when God has given you a promise. The present should not validate who you are when God already told you that you are the head, that you are above, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, that you are the righteousness of Christ Jesus. Your present circumstances, hallelujah, your present situation should not be able to dictate who you are and what you do in this moment because there's a promise on the line. There is a promise on the line. So can you get past the present to obtain the promise? Get out of your feelings. Let go of the pity party because it's not just you. You're not the only one going through. Your brothers and sisters throughout the world is going through. We are all being tried. We're all going through the fiery furnace. We're all being stretched. We're all being molded and shaped in a, in a potter's hand. You are not the only one. It feels like it because it's your present. But you're not the only one. You're not the only one. And I thank God for this word because it is quickening me and it's sharpening me. And, and, and all like I keep saying, all I keep hearing is that one sentence when the Lord spoke, Elijah, what are you doing here? And God has been, Trina, Trina, what, what are you doing here, honey? Is this where this is? Are you on post? Are you on the wall? Are you doing what I called you to? Because um, if you're here. Hallelujah. That means you're not where I called you. If you're here, you're not praying. If you're here, you're not prophesying. If you're here, you're not bringing forth breakthrough. If you're here, you're not shaking down the enemy's camp. If you're here, you're not doing what I called. You're not doing what I assigned you to do. So this has been ringing in my ear and I've been going before the Lord and I've been doing inventory in my life and I've been checking my feelings and I'm putting them on the stand and I am telling them that they are a liar and I'm telling them that you don't have a right. You don't have a right. You don't have a say so in what God has promised me. Therefore, I renounce and I denounce and I come in agreement with the word and the promise of God for my life and family today. 
you have to do the same thing. You have to take your feelings, put them on the stand of God, and you have to determine and make the decision if your feelings validate how you are responding right now. And only you can choose to go with God or stay at a state of fear and worry and anxiousness. Only you can make that decision. Choose ye this day. Choose ye this day what you're going to decide. Is is God God, hallelujah, or is your feelings God? Are you making an idol out of your feelings? Are you making an idol? I feel... And I I can speak because I'm coming from a place of transparency. I'm coming from a place of a a person who who deals heavenly, heavily in emotions. I'm an emotional person. I don't hide from that. But at what point is God going to be God and emotions are going to be under my feet? And it doesn't have to be every area of life. But God doesn't want you to be successful just in ministry or just in whatever area you feel you're successful at. God wants you to be successful in every area of your life. That means you have to put your emotions under your feet in every area of your life. That they don't decide what you do. God does. That they, your feelings do not have the right to change the decree that the king already made. Hallelujah. Your feelings doesn't have the right to change the decree that the king already decreed. That when a, when a king decree a thing, they have to sign it with that signet ring. And once it's sealed... It cannot be revoked. It cannot be changed. Not even by the king himself. Not even by the king himself. And if you need scripture for that, you got to read the book of Esther. You got to read the book of Esther. The king could not change the decree when the children of Israel was about to be killed because Haman decided to lie And tried to get Mordecai killed. And he had the king sign a decree. And when he got wind of it. He couldn't change it because he signed it. As a king when you sign a decree. It cannot be changed by the king himself. So they had to go another route. So I'm sharing this to say. We serve the king of kings. And the lord of lords. And when God said it. It is so. When God said it. It cannot be changed. Because he signed it with his ring. He signed it with his ring. When I say ring. Because we are the bride. And he is the groom. And it was signed with the blood. Hallelujah. The covenant. The blood. So he put that ring. That marriage ring. In the blood. And he signed that covenant. That what he promised you you sell come to pass. So when a king decree a thing, it cannot be changed. It cannot be revoked, not even by the king himself. So do your feelings have the right to change what the king already decreed? It doesn't. But many of us are forfeiting our promises because we are letting our feelings take the forefront. 
for he is not feelings. He is God and he seek those who worship him in spirit, not feelings, not emotions, but spirit and in truth. So family, I, I am, I am so hyped. I am so, the Lord got me. I mean, he got me in this zone. I am checking my feelings. I done got me a, I'm, I'm journaling. I'm writing some stuff down because I see the enemy. I see the attack of the enemy and where he's trying to hit, where he's trying to destroy what he's trying to kill and steal. And how he's been manipulating my emotions and my feelings. And I thank the goodness of the Lord that his spirit who never leaves us, who never forsake us, quickened me. And he keeps bringing, I mean, day after day after day. I keep hearing this scripture in my spirit. So I wanted to share it with you as the Lord has given it to me. And I'm going to leave you, family. I'm going to leave you with this. And I want you to meditate on it. I want you to allow the Holy Spirit into your heart as you hear this. What are you doing here? Because if you are here, you're not on post. Hallelujah. You can go finish reading 2 Kings 19. I'm sorry, 1 Kings 19 for yourself. Because as you finish reading, the Bible says God sent him back. God sent him back. He had to go back through the wilderness and go back to where he was supposed to be and start assigning and start uh, laying hands on others to take position. If you are here, you're not where God called you. And we have to be honest in this season because God is doing a new thing. God is doing a new thing. It is coming. It is coming. Can you see it? Can you see it? Can you perceive it? Can you perceive it? What's happening in the spirit? Fix your eyes on the things of the spirit. Get your eyes off this world and fix your eyes on God so that we can be in tune with the Holy Spirit. So we can be in tune for what the spirit of the Lord is saying. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit of God is saying in this moment. What are you doing here? And only you can be honest with yourself. Only you can be honest with God and say, I'm here because of my feelings. I'm here because of my emotions and father. That I repent and I declare and decree your word to be true and I get back into an alignment I get back in position that I may be a vessel of honor that I may be a vessel that is good for the use of the kingdom of God father I repent and family when we acknowledge that and we go before the Lord wholeheartedly and humbly he he forgives us he forgives us and cast our sins into the sea of forgetfulness he's the mind regulator he's the atmosphere and he will begin to put things back in order. I declare and decree order, order in the name of Jesus Christ, order in the name of Jesus Christ. Put your feelings on the stand and declare and decree order in the court of God, order in the kingdom of God. Because if your feelings are taking you to a place that God didn't call you, you are out of position and your feelings doesn't have the right the power or the authority to take you away from your purpose. Do not forfeit your promised land because of your feelings. Do not forfeit your promised land because of your emotions. Put them on the stand and cast down every negative imagination that tries to exalt itself. 
higher than the knowledge, the wisdom, the love, the grace, the peace, and the mercy of God. God is calling. God is calling us higher. And we have to get on post. We have to get out of our feelings and get on post. We got to sit down with ourselves. We got to sit down with our feelings and we really need to interview them. We really need to qualify them. And once we take account and once we acknowledge what we are doing and we really sit down with ourselves, you will begin to see how your feelings are taking control and how you need to gain the control back and put your feelings under your feet because your feelings are lying to you. Your feelings are snaring a trap from the enemy. Even the Bible says your heart is deceitfully wicked. Who can trust it? We can't, we can't depend on our feelings, family, but we can depend on the living word. We can depend on a God that would do everything but fail. We can depend on a word that will never return unto him void. So family, I encourage you today to really let the Holy Spirit rest upon you and quicken you. I pray that you read 1 Kings 19 and allow the Spirit of God open your eyes and let him take you line upon line, precept upon precept with that scripture. See where you see yourself. See how the enemy has been you know, snaring and trying to entrap you and try to pull you away from the things of God by having you afraid and having you run all because you got a message. Hallelujah. All because you got a negative word. It don't matter where that word came from. It came and it took you into an emotional spiral that led you to a place God didn't call you. So I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that the spirit of God is resting on the ears of every hearer even now. Father, I thank you for your spirit as you're breathing into our nostrils. Father, I thank you as you're opening up blind eyes and deaf ears. Father, I thank you for the revelation that will be received today. Father, I thank you for the truth that will be revealed today. For you are the truth, the way, and the life. Father, I thank you as you are shifting and aligning, oh God, as they receive revelation. Father, I thank you for the shift in the atmosphere as they receive revelation. Father, I thank you for breakthrough. Father, I thank you for the anointing that break the yoke of that emotionalism, that break the yoke of them being in fear and being afraid and being on the run. Father, I thank you for the anointing that breaketh the runaway spirit off of them. Hallelujah. We declare and decree we shall stand and watch the salvation of the Lord. We will not run away from the things of God, but we will run to the things of God. Father, I thank you and I glorify you today for your love, for your mercy, for your goodness. Father, I thank you for your faithfulness today, for sending this word to us, to equip us for what you're calling us to in this hour. Father, I thank you that you align each and every one of us to be on post to what you have called us to in this hour. Father, we thank you for putting all things back in order and bringing us back to the, sp the place in in which you have ordained in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the blood that covers each and every one of us from the crown of our head to the sole of our feet. We thank you for being a king that will not revoke and change his word. Father, we thank you for your word that is everlasting and faithful. So Father, as you're breathing on your children now, we glorify you and we honor you for the shift, for the regulation, for the order 
Hallelujah. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Who Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Family, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Most importantly, Jesus loves him some you. And I pray that you allow the spirit of God to really let this 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 message really resonate in your spirit that you can begin to get away from the places that your feelings led you to and get back in agreement and alignment with the things that God has called you to. And so I speak to you again, family. Be blessed.